Well, following the worldwide debut of South by Southwest, the documentary feature 299 Queen Street West has come to Vancouver. After each screening, there is an intimate and interactive with iconic Much Music VJs and the director, Sean Menard. Uh, with unprecedented access to the Much Music archives, the two-hour feature tells the origin story and meteor- meteoric rise of the seminal music and pop culture brand, highlighting its beginning as a scrappy Canadian television upstart. Now, the film showcases how much music's rise in popularity intersected with the rap music entering the mainstream, the birth of grunge and alternative rock, and pop stars causing teenage hysteria at the iconic street-level studio. Now, the story of much is told through the uh, through the eyes of VJs and on-air personalities like Erica M., Rick the Temp, Sukin Lee, uh, Denise Donlan, Steve Anthony, and our next guest. Monica Diol was the host of Electric Circus. Uh, take a listen to some of uh, her on-air performance, and I think this is about late 1980s. Take a listen. Okay, everybody, let's synchronize our watches. Uh Uh-huh, just like I thought. It's time for the nation to go dance. Live on the show tonight, Jack Soul and Billy Ray Martin. Put your loving arms around me. This is Electric Circus. It definitely was Electric Circus. In fact, the dance party show began on City TV in 1988. Uh, Monica Dio, thank you for dropping by. I'm so happy to be here. Your head was bobbing <laughs> as you were playing that music. It just brings back the energy and the memories, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Always. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm very curious. Um, this documentary, and uh, it's going to be playing on Crave in December, but it's playing tonight here in Vancouver and uh, Victoria tomorrow. Um, for you, when you first saw it, um, what, what was going through your mind? Um, well, I saw it at the red carpet premiere in Toronto Mm -hmm. and it was the first time that most of us saw it Mm -hmm. together in the same room was the first time and a lot of us hadn't seen each other in a long time Um, and you know it's the interesting thing about doing any um, any work that 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 we do unless it's something like this where you're actually in control Mm -hmm. Um, you do an interview and you don't know what angle the person's going to take you don't know what's going to you know how the edit's going to work so I watched it um kind of apprehensive Mm -hmm. to be honest and uh kind of cringing a little bit all the way through it really yeah yeah how come because um it made me very (laughs) self-conscious to sit there kind of yeah I I always kind of cringed a little bit watching. But it was interesting because um, what's cool about coming to the screenings, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, because you can sit at home and watch it on Crave, sure. Mm -hmm. But what's cool about the screenings is it's not like going to a theater and watching a movie, okay? Mm -hmm. It's in a concert hall and there's hundreds and hundreds in a few cities, a couple of thousand people. Mm -hmm. And it's like going to a concert, you know the words, you know the songs, you know the personalities. It's like going to a concert. And the whole audience is reacting 
um, like laughing in the same places and screaming in the same places and clapping. And it was such a great feeling. So I went from being apprehensive and like my 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 hands just about to go over my eyes the whole entire time mm-hmm. to kind of going, this is actually totally cool because of the way people are reacting. Yeah. Well, it speaks to a time when we had a collective experience compared to today with streaming and everything else that goes around. Totally. Uh, and we all know uh, what much music was about. What do you think that was special about that particular network at that moment? Because there's lots of TV stations, there always have been. But what is it about much that resonated, that era resonated so deeply with Canadian, the Canadian public? I really think it has a lot to do with Moses Neimer's vision. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that he had such a strong vision of demystifying television... And so the station was completely accessible, you know. Um, You could stand and watch the shows being done, like, outside, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you could watch us all. And you could, we had tours walking through. Like, I don't know, four or five tours a day, most days. Mm -hmm. So you'd be, like, live on the air Mm -hmm. doing your thing. And they'd just be, like, random people standing around watching you, you know. And in a break, you'd be taking pictures and signing autographs. Um, So I think people connected. People just connected in a different way. We weren't in, um, to be honest, in a sterile studio, Mm -hmm. you know, beaming in from somewhere. In Canada. Mm -hmm. You knew where we were. We were at 299 Queen Street West. People came to Toronto. They came down to that corner of Queen and John. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it was the fact that it was so accessible and the fact that everything we did was live. Um, It was not studios. It was one great big open room. The control room was right there. Uh, All the desks were right there. The editing bays were right there. So we're all in this one big room. So literally, again, you'd be live on the air chatting and people are like working all around you and they're part of the shot. They're part of the scene. Sometimes they'd like, I mean, we had people walk through the shot and you'd be, okay, excuse me. I'm on the air here. Do you mind? <laughs> so there, Come on, guys. Like, you know, it had that raw edge to it. I'm, I'm mm. very curious because you didn't come from a. Uh, a, a television background at that time, right? Not, you not have, at all. Not at all. Uh-uh. So walk me through just your first electric circus. You're, you're going on air. Um, you would add some help, hopefully, uh, or not. I don't know. But what was no. the first show like? Well, okay, that's so I'll tell live, you. Live, first of all, that's three hours of live television nationally, right? Well, no, no. Okay, so I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. People, people sort of focus on EC, which is wonderful and great. And I love EC and I'm thankful because it's like the show that never went away from me. But um, I actually did five shows at the same time um, and four of them were live. Okay. So I did two on City, two on Much, and EC was shared by both. Mm -hmm. So when I went um, to Toronto, I thought I could only work on Much. I was like, all I know is music. That's my only background. I was a club DJ. Um, I had a band, so I lived the life the way that Moses liked to hire people that had the experience of that life instead of just somebody who went to Ryerson, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And he said to me, 
No, you don't want to be a VJ on much. You want to learn news. You should do entertainment news. You should work on city. Hmm. And I was like, I don't know anything about news. Like, <laughs> I know nothing about television. Mm-hmm. I did 13 half-hour episodes of a music show in Winnipeg. Um, that was all I knew. I knew that when the red light goes on, you talk. And until that red light goes off, you don't do or say anything done. basically. (laughs) And it was not live. So I did take two, take three, take four, take five. And the crew was incredibly patient and kind. And in Winnipeg at CKY, which was the CTV affiliate, in those 13 half-hour shows is when I realized um, that TV is not about you. It's a team. And you're only as good as your team. And that thinking, I think had a huge part of why things worked for me when I finally (laughs) ended up in Toronto. So I started in entertainment, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And I learned how to do stories. I learned how to produce. I learned how to write. I learned how to anchor, basically. So then a few months later, I I mean, I'd I'd only been there, and I was terrified. It was terrifying because I had no idea what I was doing. But all these people were just so kind and gave me such... Uh, patience, that I kind of stumbled and mumbled my way to a point where I just learned it's not about falling down, it's about getting back up again. Yeah. And that's all it's about. So Moses came up with this idea of doing this dance show. Um, and I was kind of like, okay, sure, sounds good, because I'm a club kid. Yeah. I was a very real club kid when I was in Winnipeg. Um, and... So EC went on the air, like, and I had only been on the air for eight months when, and it was, again, like it was, um, I wasn't a VJ, I was a host and there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, EC was now I was talking about music. I was talking about videos, but it wasn't in this free flowing form. It was, there were people dancing there were people outside. There were artists. So you're talking to Queen Latifah and people are dancing around her. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a whole other <laughs> ball of wax. Uh, so the first show, um, again, I was always terrified. I'm still terrified, like every time, you know. But um, it also felt right. The thing about Electric Circus is it felt right because this was my world. Mm-hmm. News And entertainment news was not my world. This was my world. Music was my world. And personality and a live audience was my world. Because when you're a club DJ, you get immediate reaction. You know, you get immediate energy off that crowd. Mm -hmm. When you're in a band and you're playing Estevan Saskatchewan and Thompson, Manitoba and Red Deer, Alberta, and you walk into these places cold and you're playing Madonna, um, you get an immediate reaction. It's a live audience. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, in the introduction, I talked about the fact that you saw the, the rise of hip-hop. You know, you saw uh, Birth of Grunge, Alternative Rock. Uh, you had boy bands in the early aughts <laughs> as well. Yeah. Like, walk, walk me through just the, the artists that would come through there. Are there any particular favorite, favorites oh, that you had? Oh, God. You know, that was the coolest thing about that station is 
everybody came by. So because we had we we had movie television, we had fashion television, we had city TV and news, we had much going on. Like you just randomly walking around the hallway, you walked into sports stars, movie stars, um, hip hop stars, you know, rock stars, Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, legends, icons. You just walked like people were just kind of rambling around. Like politicians were just rambling around for some interview with some person. But the whole thing about that station is it was just open yeah you know so um no the highlights were just all of what you just said the fact that we saw um hip-hop come into its own Mm -hmm. you know uh the fact that we um were, were able to connect this country um in a way that it had not been connected before musically so uh, we, I really honestly believe that much music started the build of a star system in this country mm-hmm. where people who had no idea or actually, frankly, didn't care about Canadian artists, all of a sudden they were glamorous. They were a big deal. And I think much made that happen. I really do. I mean, I know I was that kid that was so obsessed with music. And, you know, I'm an immigrant kid. Yeah. So I think about Canada in a way where I don't take it for granted for one tiny second still. If you're just joining us, we are speaking to Monica Deal, the former host of Electric Circus. I would say the only host of Electric Circus, right? Um, no, there were many more after well, I don't me. Know any, I don't know any of them. The only host for me, that's for sure. That's all that matters, quite frankly. Thank you very much. Um, look, you were a host, um, and I was reading a, a little blurb on uh, your colleague Erica M. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's obviously in a, like we all are in a different stage of their of their of their lives. How difficult was it for you to um, walk away from that life? You know, I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> iconic place. Amazing things you're seeing as artists coming and going. You're sort of in this cultural melting pot, just at the station itself. You're driving culture to a certain degree in, in this country. You're in the star system, as you called it. Mm-hmm. Um, walk me through your headspace when you had when you decided to walk away. Um, I think it's why you walk away that Mm -hmm. makes all the difference. Um, I met the right person Mm. that I wanted to build a life with. And uh, he was in Vancouver and I was in Toronto and he refused to come to Toronto (laughs) and I refused to come to Vancouver. (laughs) So this went on uh, for a little while, for a few years. And then I finally decided that um, I'd live my my, my, my whole life on instinct Mm. I'd done a lot of things that other people would not have done, especially coming from my background, from my culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had not done a lot of things that other people would have done. Um, And I lived my whole life on instinct. And I just, my instinct said, um, do not lose this person. Mm -hmm. My instinct said, you had a life before television, you will have a life after television. And uh, it's not the end all be all. It's not my whole identity. I actually have a whole lot more to me. Mm-hmm. And I decided if I um, that I was going to take that that it, it, like it was a gamble. Yeah, you know, it was a huge gamble. And I got off at the top of the Ferris wheel, and I I left a huge job. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna be phony about that. Like you're right. It was a huge job. Um, but I felt like I was doing what was right for me. Yeah. 
And in hindsight, it was exactly what was right for me. Um, I think that the kind of uh, job I had, which was live television. When I came here, when I came to Vancouver, I actually anchored six o'clock news here. Uh, I left, I anchored 11 o'clock news. I really tried to keep working. Mm -hmm. I did because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love what I do from a, um, just from a creative and a craft and a what we're doing. Like what you're doing is important, Jazz. It matters, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And... Then it was just now I have four kids and it's like at some point something's got to give. And my husband works a lot. Yes. So at some point you have to make choices and you, I think every person makes the right choice for their own family. And no one can tell you what the right thing is, what the wrong thing is. Uh, You have to do it on your own instinct. You know, that being said, I think it's a lot harder for women because um, so much more comes into play. Uh, I wish I could uh, st- yeah, keep you around for another half hour. I really appreciate oh, you coming. Are we done? It, we're okay. done. <laughs> yeah. It just flew by. Like it's, Half an hour is going to fly by. Uh, I know four kids. I've just got to assume they know how cool their mom is. Kids never think you're cool. <laughs> you know that. Kids don't think you're well, cool. Well, you know, you got a YouTube library you can point to. You had uh, some iconic artists. I really appreciate you coming in today. No, it was thank really you so cool much. You that too. was so fun. Yeah. That was so great. Likewise. Likewise. And, and, and you have quite the story. Well, yeah, well, more to tell still. You well, have an amazing <laughs> career that, you know. It's been fun. The audience is uh, not tired of me, so I'm very lucky. I think we should all be lucky when uh, people are willing to listen to your stories. I really appreciate that's that. That's true. Thank listen, you so thank much. you so much. Thank-